What up, what up, what up? Back at it again. Only to me, only today is going to be me and Julian. That's Julian right there. Julian, say what's yep. up to the people. What's up, what's up? Episode uh, 39. We're here doing it again. It's going to be NFL-centric because Super Bowl's about to come up. It's coming up. Football Sunday should be Football Saturday, but we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, JoJo couldn't be here, obviously, but uh, we'll talk next week because right now we're in the middle of uh, trade deadline day, NBA NBA news, NHL stuff going on. But we're, we're going to be uh, NFL-centric stuff today. Uh, let's do a recap, man, because we never got a chance to talk about uh, the uh, AFC and NFC playoff championship games. Um, so let's talk about the, the first game of the week uh, that we saw, the Bengals at Chiefs. Uh, Julian, uh, how did you feel about this game? What were the most impressive things that you saw Bengals against Patrick Mahomes? The most impressive thing that I saw was that Gabe's mic is finally working. Ah! <laughs> we finally got Internet. a Gabe's good mic working. Internet. His internet still sucks. So if you guys are watching this on the video podcast, you might we notice know. that he's um, skipping around. He's still he's still stealing McDonald's. He's still watch. he's still stealing that free Wi-Fi from McDonald's from across the street. But he's making it work. I as long as the audio is I good, see. that's all that matters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get Bengals so, Chiefs. What's up, Bengals Chiefs? Awesome game. This playoffs has not disappointed at all. The playoffs this year have been absolutely amazing. Um, there's maybe been like one or two like boring games or it's just blowouts. But for the most part, every game has been just absolutely electrifying going back and forth. This tug of war. And this was one of them. Man, I thought this game was over. I thought as soon as I think the the largest lead was 20 to three for Kansas City. And I was like, man, I guess the stage is too big. For the Bengals, it was a great run, though. Um, like that was going through my head, like coming into the second, going into the halftime. I'm like, well, you know, they made it this far. This is great. It's a great accomplishment. They should be proud of themselves after being having the first overall pick just two years ago, and now being where they were just then and there. But then, you know, the Chiefs gonna be the Chiefs. They're gonna let people still get in it. But normally, the Chiefs let teams get in it, and then they close it out. But this time, Joey Burrow was like, "Nah, that ain't happening. We're going to finish this game. And, uh, yeah, they came back. They rallied back. The defense for the Bengals played lights out. I pretty much – they what did they hold the Chiefs to in the second half? Like only three points or if any, none, really, right? Yeah. Did the Chiefs score in the second half? Uh, I can't remember. I got to look at the stats. But I remember it, they did They did go on a tear, uh, the Bengals did. Yeah, man. And it was just – it was great. And then – there was just plays that I just didn't understand what Patrick Mahomes was doing. There's moments where, like, I understand the the running around and, like, how sometimes, you know, being a little reckless ends up working out for him. But, like, this was just – this game was, like, he was trying to do that. And it's just, like, come on, man. You're just – you're being reckless. You're letting off turnovers. Like, he – he seemed like he lost his touch for a second and he was, he was running for his life in his, in all fairness, like his offensive line was just getting absolutely blown up. You know, um, the Bengals D line was showing up, which who would have thought, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing that we saw last year in the Super Bowl with Kansas city, like the, the, the Buccaneers, they just went after Patrick Mahomes and he just starts running. And Patrick's one of those guys where he starts running and running. He, he doesn't know how to give up on a play, which sometimes, you know, you should, you should just give up on a play. And uh, he he's one of those. He's just always fighting, and then he ends up just turning it over. And 
you know, they capitalized on it. You know, last last week, uh, or no, a couple weeks ago after the B- Bills lost to the Chiefs, everybody's saying, oh, we need to change the overtime rules. Oh, we need to change the overtime rules. I've always thought that was such a dumb argument to change. I think the overtime rules are perfect as it is because I think it perfectly symbolizes that, like, look, there's offense and there's defense. That is your chance. Is You got to have your defense. It's a team sport. You got to have your defense stop the offense. And if they don't, then you should lose. What, are we going to keep on going back and forth because the defenses suck? No, like the defense needs to step up. It's a two – there's there's three aspects of the game, offense, defense, special teams, and you need to do it. And uh, this week and, – and then that uh, championship game proved that, like, look, there is defense. And Patrick Mahomes threw the interception in uh, overtime, and then the Bengals came down and kicked a field goal and won the game. And uh, I feel like, man – what a great story, and um, I'm I'm super pumped that they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm glad they took down the Kansas City Chiefs. The what is it, three years in a row of them going to the AFC Championship game, yeah. and I'm glad they finally uh, knocked them off. So uh, yeah, we'll see how they hold up against an elite defense against the, against the Rams. But yeah, what are your thoughts coming into that game and uh, into the second half and how it ended? Well, I thought I thought this game was, you know, kind of the Cinderella story for the Bengals, right? You told me at the beginning of the year the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl. I would be like, "Are you fucking insane? Really?" You would if you told me they made it to the playoffs and won a game, I'd be like, "You're fucking insane." Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's actually, you know, uh, you know, I think the season's been successful for them. So, going into the game, obviously, I, I wasn't going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I was kind of rooting for him. Um, but the Bengals, you know, they're a young team. They have good talent, and you see what happens when you when you can draft well and you can put together a team. I'm very surprised. I, I, I'm admit it. This year, I didn't see a lot of Ken, uh, Kansas City games. I saw a lot of Kansas City highlight. Uh, excuse me, uh, Bengals uh, highlights. I didn't see a lot of Bengals games this year. So I really got a chance to look at their defense. I thought their defense played well. They put a lot of pressure up front. That, that front four. Uh, uh, really put the pressure on Mahomes and and you know I've never seen Mahomes running scared like that. You know what I mean? Like running Did in the back. See the Super Bowl last year? <laughs> that was a Super Bowl last year. I'm used to, I'm used to seeing him like run around and just make plays out of nowhere, throwing underarm, whatever, throwing sideways, diving, throwing, fucking I'm used to seeing Packer Mahomes be uh you know kind of like oh he is kind of in a squirrel situation but he's gonna get it out of it. Um but you kind of see uh you know when you have a good front defense uh, uh, how much th- that affects uh, the play on the game. And I knew, you know, going in this year, to me, like I always said this entire season, Kansas City is not the Kansas City, the championship Kansas City Chiefs. Um, there's a, they're a little, bit, little bit of a lesser team uh, going in this year, but they started playing well, obviously, into the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, I think it's big kudos to the Bengals. The Bengals, they just, they played, they played well. They executed well. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't have them fucking beating the Chiefs, but... Fucking, they pull out a game. You don't have to win. You don't have to win. You know, best out of ten. You just gotta win on fucking one Sunday night. And fucking the Chiefs, the, uh, the Bengals did it. So, um, shout out to the Bengals. Sunday. <laughs> Any, Any given Sunday. Hey, but me and JoJo won that because we had the Bengals. I think it was what what they had the score, uh, the line at, um, the spread at. I mean, I think it was like minus seven or something like that. Uh, I was like, oh, the Bengals are definitely getting within there. I don't know if they win that game, but I was like, they're definitely getting in there. So that's a dub for me and JoJo. You took the L on that one because <laughs> you took the Chiefs on the spread. And I was like, you never take Chiefs on the spread. But uh, yeah, man. And then Joe Burrow, man, he, the somehow, some way, like the offensive line did enough to keep him upright and keep him going. And I think Kansas City going into this season, one thing they have to work on 
is defense. Their defense has just been atrocious. I mean, what is the the amount of points they've been letting up every week? It's just insane. And letting teams come back on you all the time. All the time. They need to go into this season just completely revamp, get rid of get rid of bodies, bring in new ones. They need to maybe even a new DC. They need to they need to change it up because you know, it kept on working for them in the past, these past two years, but this year it finally caught up to them. Like, you know, you got to be able to stop teams and they, they can't stop them. And then uh, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best, and probably going to go down as one of the best. There's moments, man, where you just got to, you just got to let it go. Like you just got to just get rid of it. Like, and I understand that one play where he was running backwards because he's trying to kill time. But man, that was like one of the scariest moments to burn time. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you running so far back? This is a cold ass, windy Kansas City. Like, do you really want you to put your kicker in a situation? You want him in the best situation as possible. So I understand like burning time, but like the way he did it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, what are you doing? Um, just run around for a second and then just drop. Just like, not nah, don't keep on running. And then just like having the ball out all loose and just you're asking for that thing to just get smacked out. We're in a league where like these defenders, these defenders have have evolved over the years to where like J.J. Watt like changed the game when it comes to swatting. Nobody was swatting. I mean, you saw it here and there, but this man changed the game when it came to jumping up and batting a ball down. And now guys are looking to go after the, you got a loose ball out there, they're going to do it. They're going to go for it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm curious to see how they do. I'm curious to see how the Bengals uh, go into the Super Bowl. Like, I think they're going to go in as underdogs, but I think they're going to put up one hell of a fight, though, for sure. But before we talk about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, we need to talk about the Rams Niners. Obviously, we had the Rams Niners, a big LA rivalry. I don't know, not really LA, right? It's like California. Cali, you know. Cali, right? <laughs> you know, it's like San Francisco versus LA. But uh, Rams 49ers, uh, what were your observations from this game? Rams defense stepped up when it mattered the most. I think like I had the Niners win in that game. Um, they were in position to win it, but man, uh, Jimmy G was running for his life. Those last few drives. I mean, he had nowhere to throw and I'm not a big Jimmy G fan. Um, I, I think they could do better at the quarterback position. But, man, that guy had no help in that second drive. I mean, he was running for his life those past two drives. And I don't know if it's the offensive line just not showing up or it's just that Rams defense was just so good. But I like to lean towards the latter because the the Niners have a solid O-line. That Rams defense, just Aaron Donald and Von Miller and the rest of those boys just really just came out, showed out and got the turnovers and got the stops that they needed in their territory and came back and won that game. Um, uh, Matt Stafford drove them down the field, made a couple nice throws, got them in field goal range. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much all she wrote. Rams defense was huge, absolutely huge. Yeah. And it's a big – that was a – you know, going into the Super Bowl, like, for that defense, like, that's huge because, like, that game before Tampa, like, people were questioning, like – you know, the fact Tom Brady came all the way back after such a huge deficit and this Rams defense is supposed to be like a generational defense and they allowed that to happen. 
So I think now seeing what they did against the Niners, who have a productive offense, they completely shut down uh, Debo Samuel in those later drives towards the end of the fourth quarter. George Kittle had probably no catches, um, and they had no run game. So, <clears throat> yeah, what, what do you think going into that? Like, you think the Rams just outplayed them, or you think the Niners just blew it? Well, 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 well. Here we are. Let me preface this by saying <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is a goddamn fraud. Okay, that team does everything to hide Jimmy Garoppolo in their game plan. Okay, they're a run first team. Of course, they don't want they don't want Jimmy going downfield. He's a that's fucking they, fraud. That's why I've they moved the up and drafted. <laughs> I've seen the best of Jimmy G, and he's not that great. Okay, if we're this was a uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it. Anyways, Jimmy <laughs> G is a fraud. That being said, I actually think Jimmy G actually played pretty good. I thought San Francisco was pretty dominant for three of the quarters. For the first three Jimmy quarters, G came pretty- on towards the end of the season. He actually had a pretty good season. Like this was, I don't know what the stats are, but like just from the eye test, I feel like this was his best season yet. Like he actually looked like a competent quarterback who might get picked up somewhere this offseason. Yeah. And so, so this game, you know, we've seen, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, I'm a big, uh, for the last two years, I've been kind of rooting for LA Rams. I picked up picked some, some of them in my draft. Uh, for the fantasy, whatever. So uh, I was kind of rooting for them. Uh, on paper, they they are the paper team. They're the fucking the all stars uh, going all in. They they have all the names. So um, I've kind of been rooting for them. I, I haven't liked them for the last two years. But we have seen in this playoffs, we've seen that secondary be porous. The secondary defense, all those, um, all the names. Um, but they also have a really good front. So um, as far as like uh, defenses go, I think L.A. the L.A. they're those are two top, two really good defensive teams, but I feel like San Francisco was playing uh, better going into the playoffs the last the last uh, few games. Um, and I thought San Francisco played well for three quarters. I thought they played okay. I thought they were doing. I thought they had the momentum as, as far as the momentum going in the first three quarters. I thought they, they had, had the momentum. lead. Yeah, yeah. And but then that fourth quarter happens, and you see you see what a maxed out Jimmy Garoppolo looks like. Um, uh, I mean, you just can't. It's Aaron Donald, man. The guy just puts pressure, bro. It's just pressure. That's all it is. Um, and you know, that's what I, I really like about this playoffs. Yeah, good. I was gonna say I will say two receivers weren't getting open towards the end of that because you know San Francisco and that Shanahan offense, they're really quick with getting rid of the ball. They know who the Niners. They know who they have at quarterback, and they get rid. They they move that ball really quick. They either run it or they do quick snaps and. The secondary hold up, like Jimmy G was running. How often do you see him just running for his life like that? And they have a really good offensive line. I mean, Trent Williams is the highest paid offensive lineman of all time. Like, and they they're really solid, and they just got blown the fuck up. So it's like, I mean, maybe you can point the finger at the O line not stepping up when it mattered. Maybe the receivers not getting open. I I don't see the coaches tape. I don't have game pass. So I don't know what the receivers are doing at the end of the routes if they're open or not. Like what? But like, or Jimmy was missing them. Like there's there's a lot of things to look at. But um, yeah, I, I will say, man, that he he was running for his life and had nowhere to go with that thing. That's why it's like a part of me is like I can't necessarily put the blame on him because it, it just it seemed like there was just nowhere to go with it. And he was just trying to make something out of nothing. Mind you, this is coming from a Jimmy G hater. I think Jimmy G's whack. I don't think he's good. I, d- I don't think he, <laughs> I think he is the perfect bridge quarterback. If somebody's going to pick him up to hold him for a one year deal 
And because this this year's quarterback draft is terrible. Next year is supposed to be a big, a really good quarterback draft. So I'm sure somebody's going to pick him up as a bridge, whether it be, you know, whoever, Indy, Pittsburgh, Broncos, who who, who the fuck knows. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, I just, I just want, I just want, I want to say thank you for apologizing all you San Francisco fanatics that came in the Menchies talking to all these stats about LA Rams. Look, have you seen the numbers? Look at the numbers. <laughs> Gabe uh, the got blown up well. in the comments. <laughs> Gabe got blown. Gabe guys. and Jojo. Everybody cited no. Yeah, yeah, because you and Jojo both had the Rams, and I had the, the Rams. Rams. I had the Niners. Every, the whole comments are blowing up like, yo, Julian knows what he's talking about. King Julian. <laughs> everybody, everybody. And going into that, I think you guys, I will say, I the Ram, the Niners were in position to close that game out. And I was looking real smart for a second. But, and I still got the line. I still got the spread. So I still won. Um, and you guys lost, technically. If, you, if we go by spread. Well, but guess what? <laughs> All I do is pick winners, okay? We pick winners over here. That's you all. Pick we money do. lines. <laughs> Show me what the money is. I pick spreads, bro. And technically, I won the spread. You two lost because I think you won it was the four bet. and a half. I won, you the, won bet. the bet. I won the. I won the game. How about that? Dunking all because yeah, I because I, I was saying I was saying the spread and the money line because the money line I, I had the Rams winning that game. Um, for those of you who don't know, money lines you're betting on the game straight up. No, no scores or whatever. Straight up winners, yeah. Straight up winners. But uh, yeah, man, that, that was it. Was a close game, but it was one of those like more boring type games. Like it wasn't like super exciting, unless you're like a big football nerd like I am, and I, I find it exciting. But it wasn't like the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I, like again, what I've what I appreciate in all all the games coming up to is really good defense. Yeah, it's not high scoring game. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought I was kind of expecting a shootout. I was hoping for a shootout. Um, because, uh, oh, just because no. Debo Samuel is so explosive. And by the way, I do, by the way, San Francisco, don't be coming in. I do like Debo Samuel. I think he's a fun player. I would love to have him. <laughs> he's great. I but don't hate everybody in San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. but Debo's. Okay, your guy, fucking Jimmy G, okay? This guy looking like fucking Aladdin. The guy is a fraud, okay? Get him out of here. Y'all, y'all need, get. where's uh, fucking the backup? Uh, uh, Trey Lance, get that guy in there. Give him some experience. Um, so now we went through those two games. Let's talk about Super Bowl, man. Let's do a Super Bowl preview. Obviously, we have the Bengals against the Rams. Bengals gonna be wearing their black jerseys. Rams gonna be wearing their white and yellow jerseys. Who wins the jersey war, Julian? I hate white jerseys. I never like white jerseys. I like either the alternate or the uh, black is away, right? Yeah, black is away jerseys. Yeah, white is home. Yeah, I always like the alternate in the way. Whether it be black and and then whatever their team color is, I always prefer those. I never go for the crispy white jersey, so I'm giving it to the Bengals. Giving it to the Bengals? Wow, you heard it here first. Bengals win the jersey. Uni watch. I will say, <laughs> Rams have. I don't like for some reason. I don't like that yellow. I, I don't. I don't uh, know why. I don't like. You don't like it either. No. Nah. I don't like I the don't yellow. Like it, man. I, I, I don't like that yellow. I, I, I understand updating it because you want, you're in a new city, you know, you want to update everything, obviously, but well, the yellow the is bright. a throwback. I think it's, 
Yes, it's a throwback to the original. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's like a modern. Yeah, LA. it's like a, I think I think they left in the eighties. I think the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. Like you're, it's like the modern throwback. Like you see, you're taking from what the old is and making it new. But uh, I love the blue. The blues fire. I just nah. I, I hate the blue too. I hate them both. I hate that really? both combination. Yeah, I like the blue. I just wish they went with more of a gold instead of a yellow. I, I like yeah. Like a, do do a gold instead. That gold and blue would have been fire. Like that would have been sick. No. Like I I like the old school St. Louis Rams one, man. The St. Louis Rams color great. The man. dark They're blue classic. and the tan. Greatest show on turf, man. That's fucking the classic. I think classic. they had it for. A, when did they change it? Last year? I think they changed it last year. They changed it when they moved. They used to do no, blue no, no, and white, no. and they they started adding the gold. They started adding the yellow. I'm sorry. I thought they. I thought the first two years they had the. The classic St. Louis Rams ones, like when they went to the Super Bowl I, against the Patriots, I thought they had the uh, the standard Rams outfit uniform. I, I thought I, I, maybe I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought when Jared, I thought I for some reason I pictured Jared Goff in the original Rams uniform. I don't know why, but I thought they had that, and like, but maybe not. Maybe I'm well, crazy. Yeah. But regardless um, of the fact, this is a home game, back to back years. Yeah. Roger Goodell had to come out and apologize. Um, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, it sucks. You don't want to. You you want it to be a neutral site. But I mean, dude, I get it's happened back to back years. But it, those are the only two times in history of, of what is it? What Super Bowl is this? Fifty nine. Yeah, something like that. So two oh, out yeah. of fifty nine. It, it was. It's been a home. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know about the early ones, but I'm assuming that this is. I mean, it just, just kind of happens. Like, I mean, what can yeah. you? I get. It's it's a crazy coincidence. There's there's nothing you can do about it. Um, especially because you there's only a select amount of cities you can pick. Anyways, I mean, there have to be warm or a dome. So, some of the best. Yeah, and, teams and they pick them ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And, it, and, that stadium, SoFi Stadium, uh, obviously, it's, it's really beautiful. I would love to go. I've never been to California. Like, I, I would love to go yeah. see it. Yeah, it, it, look, it looks really great from the outside. I would love to see it on the inside. Um, and, you know, they pick those things, you know, years ahead of time. You know, you know they're announcing yeah, they it for a couple years. A couple ahead. years. A couple years ahead yeah. of time. Like, who would have thought so, the Rams would be as stacked as they were? Like, Yeah. Um, and, you know, L.A. is a big city, major city, obviously. They pick L.A., Tampa, whatever, New Orleans, Miami. Those are like warm weather places. Jacksonville. Didn't Jacksonville have one uh, Super Bowl? Had one once. But, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it than warm weather. I mean, the reason why we haven't gotten another one is because infrastructure and not hotels being close and like. Well, uh, I mean, there's, it's got to be warm there's, there's, They, they want to put them in party cities. They want to put them in cities where it's popping. Like, that's why it's well, always New be- That's why New Orleans and Miami are always the top. I think they have the second most Super Bowls. Both of them have the, they're the top two most Super Bowl, like, hosts or something like that. I'm saying that all fucked up, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's got to be. Well, remember, mind you, we're in February, so it's not going to be like we're going to fucking have a game in Wisconsin at fucking whatever. Yeah, field. don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we had one. We had a Super Bowl in Minnesota, but Minnesota, yeah. they had the now they have a dome. Yeah, they, they have, have a dome. dome. Well, they, they've always had a dome, but the thing was no. with no, they didn't. Have yeah, a dome. The old, remember, remember that shit caved in, and they had to leave, and they played at the University of Minnesota. While the new one was being oh, okay. built, that okay, okay, that's what the I'm old saying. dome. Cool. I don't know what it was called, but they had the old dome and the the thing caved in from the snow. 
Okay. And then they had play okay, in University of Minnesota, and they played outdoors for a little bit. I think back when Teddy yeah. B was there, um, because they were finishing up the new stadium. Um, yeah. And then they, but the the reason why Minnesota was able to get it because um, I don't know if you know, but Minnesota, like the city, the infrastructure is like there. You know, sky bridges, right? That like connect two skyscrapers and like buildings. Yeah, that whole city because of how cold Minneapolis is, the entire downtown is that. It's all just sky bridges. So like people were able to like do press conferences and go to the bars and all these other shit because everything was connected with sky bridges because it's so fucking cold there. I don't understand why people live there, <laughs> but, yeah. but that's that. Those are like the rare instances where you get up North. That's why that New York fucking Super Bowl. Nobody went to that. They were giving those tickets so damn cheap and like these cheap ass packages. I almost thought about going. I remember you could get for the New York Super Bowl. You can get stay in a five star hotel transportation to the stadium for the weekend. And I think it was like $500 or something like that. It was so cheap. Uh, I remember they were trying to give those shits away because they didn't want an empty Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, enough Super Bowl location talk. Let's talk about the actual Super Bowl itself. Um, we got the Let's Rams. get into it. Bengals. Who you got, Gabe? And why? Here we go. So, I think it's kind of obvious. I think everybody can agree. Can we all agree in America? The Bengals are the underdogs in this game. We already uh, discussed how this is pretty much a home game for the LA Rams. Uh, and so they're, they're, they're a road dog. They're a road dog. Okay, the Bengals are a road dog. But like I said, I, I, do, I do like them. I think the Bengals are a likable team. They have really good offensive players i like their their three their three guys that they have on a wide receiver i like joe burrow he's stepping up coming off a year of injury coming back coming super bowl super bowl nominee i was i want to say nominee i don't know if he's gonna win or not but contender um, contender there you go contender that's what i want to say <laughs> nominee <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the oscars just came out so i'm thinking about the oscars um so yeah man i think they're a really likable team but like i said LA Rams, they're they're the paper team, man. They're they're really great on paper. But they 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 manufacture this Frankenstein team. They got Von Miller, they got uh, OBJ randomly just here. Hey, you want to play? Here, come on, come on, join the team. I think nobody uh, else was picking them up. That was my theory. I don't see anybody who would want to deal with that, and except for the Rams. My so my thought process on it. I think my preview of this game is. LA is obviously the favorite. They are a strong favorite too because, um, you know, they're coming off a good game. Uh, I've seen them seem to be porous, but you know, a week's rest, a week's preparation. You know, we just had the Pro Bowl. Man, I really do like LA. Uh, I really like LA. Uh, I think they have a better, a uh, bit, a bit of a better run game. Not that Cam Akers. Cam Akers has played well in the past. Um, I think Mixon has had a better year this year, um, but man, I I just think Stafford is going to be a fucking shootout. I just think I hope this game is a shootout. I hope it stays close because it'll be exciting. Because people are saying this is like, oh, this is a boring. This, this will be a boring. I don't think it's boring. I actually think it's kind of fun. I think they these are two likable teams. Like there's there's some teams when I come in, you know, when I see fucking Patriots every year, I'm like that is my enemy. That I hate them. These team, I'm like, you know, I kind of like them. I kind of like the Bengals. I kind of, I like the Rams. I, it's I, different. I've been it's like the different. Rams for like a couple years. I like, the, I like the Bengals. 
but they're a likable team. They're a fun team. I would love to have those receivers on the Dolphins. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I would I would swap the Dolphins, the Dolphins three best receivers. I'll swap them for the Bengals three best receivers right now. Who wouldn't? That's, a, that's such a, I mean, who wouldn't? Like the only people that wouldn't would maybe be like the Cowboys and the the Rams. Yeah, I mean, like those are the. Even then, if I was the Cowboys, I'd consider it. <laughs> so I, I think. I, do you want to know I the spread? I think the matchup to. Go ahead. Give me the spread. You have to pull it up. Are you going to do a three screen or what are we doing? I have it up. I'll just say it. There's no point in pulling up. Um, Rams minus four, Bengals plus four. That I think that was higher. So I think. The line is leaning towards the Bengals. Yeah, I, I know they changed the line. The money is going that way. Man, I think this game, the previous game, this game is going to be about that front line. The, 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 the defensive line, how effective can they be to getting to the quarterback? I know LA can do it, um, but how effective uh, – How the, I think the matchup I want to see is that O-line versus uh, – the LA O-line versus the Bengals D-line. Um, I think that's going to be the matchup to watch. Uh, I think the secondary, like I said, I've seen LA Rams be porous. Their secondary be porous, but they've also played well last game. So, like them as like, who's gonna come out? You know what I mean, I, I don't and know. What, I will what say matchup. the Bengals uh, have way more firepower than uh, the Niners. Obviously, Niners got Kittle and Debo, but I mean they the the Bengals have a plethora of people they can go to, which helps a lot. So and. So that, that's what I'm seeing. I don't know what 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 kind of matchups are you looking forward to, or what what do you want to see in this game that you think is interesting to watch? Keep Joe Burrow upright. I am fucking terrified for that man. That man has a terrible offensive line, and they're about to go against the best front seven in the league, if not one of the best front sevens, and that that scares me. Bengals' number one job, I. I'll be perfectly okay if you fucking pull up whoever their tight end is. They, uh, I forgot what his name is because it's, it's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. But and whoever else they have, they need a they need a blocking tight. They need a six lineman in there. Just have a blocking tight end. Just just watch it because I am terrified, absolutely terrified of Joe Burrow. Their number one goal going into that game is keep them upright as possible. The game is one in trenches. The D line for the Bengals, they got to step up. They got to put some pressure on Stafford. You know, they they got to. And off the uh, Bengals O line, they need they got to do scheme up packages, quick throws. Like you, you can't have them sit in the back there for too long. Let them get rid of it quick. Have a second tight end in there to like just block. And that's that's your number one priority is keeping control of that front seven because we saw what happened to the Niners. And the Niners have a way better offensive line than the Bengals, and that off that front seven pretty much demolished that Niners front five in that NFC Championship game. So their number one priority is keeping him upright because if they don't, they don't have a chance, no chance at all. You can have Jamar Chase, you can have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, you have all these guys, Joe Mixon, but if he can't get rid of that ball and they can't develop their routes in time, they're fucked. They're screwed. They like he's going to be running for his life just like he did last year, and that that's that is their number one priority. If they keep him up, I feel really confident that the Bengals can keep it a very close game. And if the defense can stop 
uh, Matt Stafford like they did Patrick Mahomes, which makes me feel pretty confident that they probably can. Um, I don't know if they're going to hold them to 20 points or anything, but I think I think they the defense can do enough to keep them in shooting range. It's just it's all about keeping them upright. You got to win the game in the trenches, man. You got to you, you got to. Otherwise, the Bengals will have a chance. And honestly, I am a little surprised with the plus four. Um, I thought they would have. I mean, to me, that sounds about right. I just thought they would have uh, made it a little farther. <sighs> but I mean, I think the Rams should win this game. They should. I think. I think they will. Uh, I think Matt Stafford has so much to prove. I think Matt Stafford. He wants to go to the Hall of Fame, and this might be his only shot at doing it. Because who knows if that Rams team can come back next year with all the talent that they have now. Yeah. Um, I think he knows that this is his shot. He's, what, 13 years, 12 years in the league. He wants to, I mean, he was hiding in Detroit for over a decade. He needs to come in. He comes into Los Angeles, and I think he wants to win big time. And I, a part of me is rooting for Matt Stafford because he's such a good quarterback, and he deserves a, a fucking ring. And I think he's going to go in there and just absolutely fucking t- throw balls to the wall, just go as hard as fuck. Joe Burrow has a long-ass career ahead of him to go back to the Super Bowl. This might be the only fucking time Matt Stafford has. Yeah, I think I think if you're the Bengals, I think one of the, one of the things you want to sh- fucking shut down, you got to fucking shut down. Uh, damn, I just forgot his name. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. There you go. I had him on my draft team. I was thinking about Robert Woods. I was like, oh, Robert Woods. There. Um, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, he, he, the last game, he, the man was just open for some reason. You got to fucking double team <laughs> that guy. Shut that guy down. You, you cannot leave that guy open. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you have other weapons. Uh, that I think that goes the same for uh, for uh, Jamar Chase as well. Like That guy, you got to double down. Don't let him get open. You know what I mean? Because we've seen him put up, yard, you know, whatever, plus what, he had like two games. Or no, no. Joe yeah. Burrow had two games where he had like throw 400 yards, but he's had multiple 100-yard games. They're going to put Ramsey on him, and that's Ramsey's job. I don't think they're going to double team. I think they trust I Ramsey. Ramsey. get beat. I see Ramsey get he, beat. But I will say corners are going to get beat. That's just part of the fucking game. There's no such thing as a perfect corner. You're going to get beat. And it's like with all the weapons that Cincinnati has, can you sack? You got probably the best corner in the league. You paid him like he was at least. You got to trust him to be on that island with one of the best receivers in the league. That's what you paid him the big money for. He's got to step up because you can't supplement help because you got other fucking guys to worry about. That's that's my thought when it comes to the Rams side of the defense. Yeah, I think the key for the Bengals, man, the Bengals, they got to run the ball. I think keep the ball out of fucking Matthew Stafford's hand. Run as much run as much clock as you can. So I hope they that they do a good mix. I've seen them, you know, I can, I've seen Joe Burrow throw, and, and I'm not a, worried about Joe Burrow throwing. Um, uh, I, I've actually, I've seen Matthew Stafford throw up more fucking ducks, you know what I mean, uh, these last couple years. Uh, so Joe Burrow, if I'm, I hope they, as far as the Bengals uh, game plan, I hope they do like a split 50-50. Because I've seen Joe Burrow, he, he can throw it up, and, and I've seen Jamar Chase carry the fucking team on his back just with just, uh, wild throws. But I hope they throw in more run game to just fucking burn that clock because you don't, you don't want fucking 
Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup running out there. And Joe uh, Mixon had a good year. He's he was like a top five rusher this year. I want to say he he had a good year. So yeah, you're right. Feed him. Establish the run game. Who, who do you think has a better run? Uh, a run game, uh, or who who are the players you want? Would you want the Bengals uh, running backs, or would you like L.A. Rams running back? Are they? Do you oh, the Bengals running back. Like I said, J- Joe Mixon was a top five rusher. Cam Akers, we don't know what he, if he's going to be the same guy. I mean, he's fumbled the ball multiple times in the playoffs. He's coming bad, off of an injury. He's, he's coming off of an injury. I mean, Joe Mixon is clearly the better running back, at least as it, when it comes to this season. Cam Akers is a great talent, but who's to say if he ever comes back the same? It doesn't look like he quite has. Um, I like the Bengals offense more. The only thing, man, all I got to say for the Bengals, thank God they don't, the Rams don't have Robert Woods on top of the three that they already had. Yeah, that, then I'll be thank, like, no, this thank God. <laughs> Granted, I think the only reason they got OBJ is because they lost Robert Woods. I don't think they would have picked him. Maybe they would have. I don't know. They, they might have still picked him up. I don't know how that would have worked yeah. out. Um, I mean, you fucking get the I, best players you can if they're available. I think Robert Wood, Robert Woods going down was probably one of the main reasons why they got OBJ. But man, uh, it, I think it's going to be a better game than people anticipate. Um, but I, I, I'll take the Bengals on that spread. I'll take them. On oh plus wow, four. Bengals! Wow, plus four I, Bengals. I say, I say, Rams win by a field goal. But here's the thing with that plus four. I'm like, usually games they end either three points, six points. They, they, you exactly, that's the four, idea. I mean, it, four right in the middle. You're like, you get five or more. I'm like, um, I hope this is a fun game. I'm praying for a fun game. I, I think these are two really good, likable teams. <sighs> Plus minus four. You said that Rams minus four. Give me the Rams, man. Give me six points with the Rams. At least they gotta win at least by six points. But I do. I hope this is a good game. I'm, I'm not gonna try to be here and try to bash the Bengals. By the way, the Bengals can still lose, and this can still be a successful season. Like nobody thought you were supposed to be here. Nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody. Like I said, if you told me at the beginning of the year, Bengals, and they still football, have the holes like, to fill. They yeah. have glaring holes they need to fill. The Rams, on the other hand. They're damn near perfect. Obviously, there's always holes and things you can get better at. But who has more holes entire like the Bengals do? I mean, they have a glaring need at offensive line. Um, and you know, I'm sure you could always do better. And everybody can you can always do better on the defense. But like, and I, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing another uh, running back behind Joe Mixon have a nice one-two punch. Um, I don't know who their backup is now. But uh, I, I'll, I've always been a guy who I like a committee of running backs. I like I like three solid like uh, New England. I like having three solid running backs. So if one ever was to go down because it's, it's a running back position, it's very rarely do you make it the whole season. I like seeing a whole committee of them, and uh, I th- I think that. But like, Arena's yeah, man, back. this is a success. It's a successful season. I am super proud of the Bengals. Shit, I hope the Jacks can replicate it some way or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact they made it this far, you come back, bolster your roster, get those needs that you need. Nobody's expect, but then again, that's dangerous. You know that that that's what that's can make a Bengals dangerous because it's a team nobody expects to win. They shouldn't win, and then. The Rams, who everybody thinks should win, they end up blowing it. That happens all the time. 
So who knows? But I think Matt Stafford's on a mission, and we'll end it there. I think Matt Stafford, we've both taken the Rams to win, but Gabe's taking the minus four. I'll take the plus four bagels. All right. Um, just other news, just other residual NFL news going around. Jags hired Doug Peterson, obviously our resident Jaguars fan. You want to talk real quick about uh the hiring of Doug Peterson? We we already saw you know how you felt about you know the hiring of Urban Meyer and how that went and how hyped you were. So uh, how did you feel about that? No, we can go back and run the tape. I was always skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of bought in a little bit. But I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna be like you know I'm gonna be down in the dumps like the entire season so i was like but at first i was always skeptical and even before he got the job i did not agree he should have got the job i don't like that idea but after he got it you know i mean just like anybody you got to kind of buy in like all right whatever but this year the jags have won the coaching search i don't give a fuck what anybody says wow we got a super bowl champion head coach who won it as a head coach this has only ever happened four times in history, and two times was the same motherfucker, and it was Bill Parcells. Very rarely do these guys go on the market. A Super Bowl winning head coach, very rarely do they ever go on the market. And we got one. We got a former quarterback and a former head coach, and he is a quarterback developer. He has an amazing offense. He's the master of the RPO in the NFL. And he is the perfect fit for Trevor Lawrence. I'm so glad that not nothing against defensive coaches. I think defensive coach, there's a lot of great defensive coaches out there. Obviously the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick is a defensive coach, but we need a guy who's going to step in and help Trevor Lawrence develop because Trevor Lawrence pretty much lost a year. He lost a year. He didn't have a true guy to develop. Urban Meyer was never a quarterback whisperer Our Daryl Bevel or offensive coordinator. He was never that like our quarterback coach sucked. Like, this is the first time that this is probably the best coaching hire in franchise history. Like by far, I don't even think it's close. Like this is by far the best coaching hire we've ever had. And I'm super pumped. This is the guy I wanted all along. When the coaching search started, I was like, give me Doug Peterson. The dude fucking did it. I don't understand why he never got, I don't understand why nobody else offered him a job or got interviews anywhere else. Like, this guy, he took a year off because he felt like he needed to evaluate like what ha- and learn and think about like what maybe did wrong. But, I mean, look what he did with Carson Wentz that one year and they won the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz was in the running for the MVP race. And now we're starting to see maybe it wasn't Doug Peterson. Maybe it's just Carson Wentz just fucking sucks. And somehow he's able to do it. And he won a Super Bowl, too, with Nick Foles. He was able to adjust the offense to fit Nick Foles' needs to then end up winning it all against the Patriots. One of the greatest defensive minds on the other side of that field. And he beat them. So I am super pumped. I'm super stoked. I'm still upset at the fact that we saw a fucking Trent Balky, the clown show in the fucking building. Show. <laughs> I'm so upset at that still. And, but on bright news in the introductory press conference, man, they were hammering shot Khan in the press conference, absolutely fucking hammering him. And, um, because I don't know if you know, there's potentials of like people thought Byron Leftwich was going to get the job, but then that's what I'm about to say. That. That's what I'm about to say. People thought that Who all this I, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is the most Jag thing ever to want that. Like that is the most Jag fan thing. Like, I'm sorry, 
Byron Leftwich might be a great quarterback. One, I don't think it's a good position for him. I mean, at quarterback, he might be a great coach. I just don't think this is the position for him. I don't think it's a position for us. We need we need stability in this franchise, man. Like it's been so bad. It's been so bad. We need a guy who's done it before, who's who's seen it and can go in there and build it and build a culture that knows it. Byron Leftwich would be a perfect candidate for like the Saints or a team that's already kind of established and has like a, a kind of identity. Like that that to me, that's I don't think Byron Leftwich, it would have been a good decision for him to come here because this team is a shit show. It's a fucking mess. It's it's needs a complete rebuild. We've gotten back to back first overall picks. We need a guy who can come in here and know and fucking fix it and knows what to do and how to fix it and has done it before. And that that's why Doug Peterson or Jim Caldwell was always my guy. And the only reason why he left Philly was because of the power struggle with Howie Roseman and the owner in Philly. Like, and he just got tired of it and they mutually parted ways. He didn't even get fired. They mutually parted ways. He wanted to get out of there. It was a fucking nightmare. They wouldn't even let him pick his own OC when right, uh, Frank Wright left. Like, so uh, like, I don't even blame, I don't understand why he wasn't higher on people's list in my opinion. I mean, I, I feel like Byron Leftwood would have been great. You have a young quarterback. Byron Leftwood is obviously a Jags fan. You want, you know, this is like the same thing with like, you know, Miami Heat culture. You know, they bring the family in. We bring all the family in. And, you know, Byron Leftwood is a champion too. He's on the championship team. He played with the greats. He's played with Tom Brady, you know, now retired. Old man. He never now played retired. with Tom Brady. I, I really, he played with a big man. I mean, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying, he coached Tom Brady. They're on the same goddamn team. Anyways, um, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I hope the Jags get it together, man, because they got a really good young talent, Trevor Trevor Lawrence, and you know that that kid he needs help. You know what I mean that that kid needs development. I was going to say that he he will finish. Go ahead, go ahead. You finish. You're the Jack. You're the Jacks. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I was just going to say real quick and you can go back to what you're saying. It's just like um, you you know, it's just like this is no respect to Byron. I think he could be a great coach. It's just I think. Jack fans, you just we just get caught up on it. Like just same thing as the Urban Meyer shit. You get caught into this Homer mentality, you know, UF coach, all this former Jack coach, former Jack quarterback. Let's be real, bro. Everybody was done with Byron Leftwich when he was in Jacksonville. Nobody liked him. I lived through those years. Like I was a kid. I remember. I remember people hating Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is not a good quarterback. I don't know why people are acting like Byron was like a hero back in the day. He was only here for like three years. He could be a fan and, favorite. He could be a fan favorite. But no, but the idea was making out to be, it was like, it was like people are making out to be like as if Tom Brady went back to head coach the Patriots. That wasn't what it was like. That wasn't what it was like. It, it's like Chad Henney coming back and coaching for the Dolphins. And then everybody in the hype that Chad Henney's back. I think I would like that. You know what? I think I would like that. Like <laughs> See what I mean? It's like, Chad, that's exactly what it is. And I was like, this is the most jag thing ever. You have a guy who's on the free market who took the year off to learn and see what the mistakes that were probably made and how he could have fixed them when it, regarding like Carson Wentz or like his draft picks or whatever, the Jalen Hurts situation. He's done it before. And this, I don't want to, I don't want to go on another. Like, I don't want to attempt to catch lightning in a bottle with these OCs. I, and I remember bringing it up to you guys, like, about the college quarterbacks. Like, you know, uh, college coaches. We always talk about, like, oh, college coaches, they never do good in the NFL. Let's be real. How many of these motherfucking offensive and defensive coordinators ever end up being anything? 99% of them always end up sucking. Like, let's be real. They, well, you, yeah. 
They never end you up really want to being see that great. These guys, like, you know, I mean, all these, you know, offensive geniuses, you want to see them, you know, branch out. Obviously, usually you get the old white guys, fucking the head coach, some old man, you get your, and, and you know, these these young guys, you know, the Sean McVeighs, the Mike McDaniels, uh, you know, we want to see them get a shot and see how, how they would actually run a, a, a team. So I agree. I, mean, I agree. Yeah. But I think Doug Peterson is the one exception. This guy should have never lost his job. This guy deserves to be a coach in the NFL. The dude won a fucking Super Bowl with Nick Foles not that long ago and got fucking absolutely blue balled by Howie Roseman and the owner. If any, like, I completely agree with you in all aspects. Like, for example, I like the Dolphins hire. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But, like, Doug Peterson got absolutely blue balled. I think Jim Caldwell deserves a, a chance. I understand, like, he's just really old and he has health problems. I understand people maybe not risking that. But, like, if you just look at his resume, the dude won in fucking Detroit, dude. Like, for God's sakes. He took them to two fucking playoff games. That dude deserves a shot and been to a Super Bowl. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't hate the Doug Peterson hire. You know what I mean? I, I think it's fine. It's this guy, Super Bowl. He's run a team. I think I think it's a it's a fine hire. On paper, it's fine. Like I mean, I, I'm not a big Doug Peterson fan, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Gabe, How about that. Would you have liked Doug Peterson getting hired by the Dolphins? Hell no, because we got the fucking genius. <laughs> we got an offensive genius on our team. Yeah. Real um, quick before we move on, just super quick. Um, it looks like Trent Baalke is about to get neutered because apparently Shad Khan officially announced that we are going to be hiring an EVP, uh, uh, Executive Vice President of Football Operations, and we're looking at Rick Spielman, the former GM of the Minnesota Vikings, who has an amazing resume, has drafted t- tons of pro bowlers, and has been to uh, two NFC Championship games with the Vikings. So... If we get that hire done, I think they still got to do some certain things. I think they have to follow the Rooney role and stuff like that. So, uh, but if we pick up that guy, that would be huge. That would neuter the absolute fuck out of Trent Baalke. And uh, we have a guy who is an actual front office guy that we don't have to give all the reins to Trent Baalke. So that'd be a huge hire. And between all of them, I'm really excited. But uh, anyways, let's go to your Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins hire former San Francisco offensive coordinator. Mike right, so McConnell? No. No, McDaniel. McDaniel. No Mc, McDaniel. Josh McDaniel. <laughs> no, and there's Mike McDaniel. Um so uh this guy was kind of like written in the stars. We kind of we heard rumblings that uh that he might get uh he might got picked up. Um they also I think they talked to some defensive coordinators. Um, but this is a guy I kind of like because he's young. He's kind of this nerdy kind of looking dude, uh, young hipster type. Uh, I, I feel like it's a good fit, uh, especially for Tua uh, going forward. I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not, I try to stay mid-level. I don't get too high with the transactions. Like, okay, yeah, he joined. It's kind of exciting, but it's like also, okay, how many have we won so far? None. I, I want to see the product. I want to see on the field. Like, uh, I think it's a great pickup. I, you know, he uh, he's young. He's one of these uh, offensive geniuses, um, and I wonder how how that's going to change the scheme. Because if there's one oh. thing I hate on this goddamn Dolphins team, it's the goddamn run game. I hate our run game. I hate it. Gaskins ain't it. Laird, Patrick Laird, he ain't it. Um, there's no run protection. I thought Drew Johnson. 
Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I thought Duke Johnson was a good pickup, and he had you know he had some good games. He, you know, he had I think it was like fucking week sixteen or not week sixteen. It was like week fourteen. He scored a hundred yards. It's never it hasn't been done in like two years or some shit. So your offense um, cannot. The offensive line cannot make holes. Like they just yeah. can't, dude. And so I wonder with the signing of Mike McDaniel, uh, how you know are we're going to be a run first team. Um, cause I think of us are, you know, as far as the better side of the game, I think our receivers are better than our, our, our running backs. And I wonder if, if, if he's going you know, to bring that. Yeah. <laughs> I think our running backs are terrible and we have a terrible O-line. So what, what is going to be, you know, I, I wonder about, uh, the scheme. I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about, is he smart enough to, to run good schemes that I know he is like, that's proven. Like you just watch the tape. For that, I just wonder how that's going to change the identity of the Miami Dolphins going forward. Are we going to run forward? Are we going to be a run first team? And who who is the personnel you're going to bring in to accomplish that? Because right now, the team that's currently fucking on the roster, it's pretty bad. So uh, I just wonder from going forward. You know, like I said, it, it, you know, he was a young guy. Um, I like I like him as a coach. Um, I think he's kind of fun. He's fun for the press conferences. But what is the identity of the team? Are are we two or first? We run first. You know what I mean? I think this was the absolute perfect hire for the Dolphins, personally, because granted, I don't does he call plays for the Niners or was it Kyle Shanahan? I don't feel like Kyle Shanahan gives up that that duty. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is the one calling plays. Yeah. But he comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And um that offense they run in San Francisco, that's what they need to do with Tua. Because, like I said, Tua's not a slinger. He's not. I just I don't think he has the talent. He doesn't have the arm. But after seeing what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, they establish the run, they have weapons outside, and they let him get rid of the ball quick. And that's what you need from Tua. Tua needs to build his confidence. He has been beaten and battered by all these different schemes and like the the debates in the locker room with Ryan Flores and the GM and all this stuff. He needs a guy who can come in here and establish an offense that suits his play style. And I think that West Coast Shanahan style fits him perfectly. I think Waddle's a perfect uh, wide receiver that fits that scheme. I think I would expect if he does it successfully, I would expect the Dolphins to look exactly how the Niners look. A very stout, talented defense, which the Dolphins do. Um, and then just like you said, maybe they draft running backs or you pick up one. I think you they need to Dolphins need to pick up two running backs. Pick up two running backs. If they're gonna do that, that Shanahan offense, pick up two running backs and you need another weapon there. And I think that can work out. Um I think Gasicki is a free agent this year. I think their number one yeah. priority she should be re signing him. That should be the number one guy priority. Down. If he if they don't, I better the Jags better be first one in line to pick him up because <laughs> <laughs> we need a tight end, goddammit. But um, yeah, they I I think it's a perfect hire. I think he that I think Mike McDaniel's that scheme that he was going to run. I think he's going to copy and paste what he, they did with J- Jimmy Garoppolo because I think they're roughly about the same player. To be honest with you. Um. So yeah, I think this is an awesome hire. I, I'm really excited to see. I'm curious to see who is the uh, who the defensive coordinator he's going to bring in. And uh, wow, I have a bit more faith. But yeah, in- uh, I'm super pumped. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of, I want to bring this up to you. 
man, the more shit comes out about the fucking Dolphins and the whole Brian Flores and everything. Did you see that Tom Brady? You remember that whole thing? Like people didn't know um, who Tom Brady was referring to when they said, um, he's like, you're going to go with that motherfucker. Oh shit. I think we lost Gabe. Oh, Gabe, you there? I am here. I've been going in and okay, out. Okay, cool, cool. My two bars okay. of internet have been going in and out, but we're good. <laughs> but do you remember like the beginning of the season? Um, they had that man in the arena thing, and Tom Brady's like, you going to go with that motherfucker? Did you hear recently uh, who that I motherfucker heard... was? They yeah, finally figured out who it was. Who? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wow. Wow. Brian Flores did not want Tom Brady. Steven Ross was vouching for Tom Brady, brought him down all the time. Like Steven Ross wanted him so bad. As you can see, Tom Brady would have loved to live in Miami. I think he wanted to go somewhere warm. Like he obviously went to Tampa. He just bought land in Florida and, um, and, uh, sunny Isles or some, somewhere over there in Miami in Dade County. So you could tell it was pretty evident. He wanted to come and he came out and he said there, there, he was talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick because at the time Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback and, um, Brian Flores wanted to go ahead with them. They didn't want him, which I thought was just looking back and seeing everything coming out. Like you're starting to see a lot of like, I kind of understand why they fired him in a way, like not getting along with Tua. They don't, he didn't believe in Tua this whole time. He wanted Deshaun Watson. He turned down Tom Brady. Like then there's just the draft pick situations. You're starting to see a lot of shit kind of add up and you're starting to see why, um, some shit went down, but man, could you imagine you were this close? To having Tom Brady, <laughs> I understand he that's was. possible. I mean, I mean, I don't think I don't think Tom Brady was going to leave. I think t- Tom Brady had his eye fixed on Tampa. Tampa had a better situation going. You know, Tampa had a good team before Tom Brady got I, there. I don't. Needed, I think they were quarterback away. Yeah, but you could have been in the running, and he heavily considered. Yeah. Think about it. He was he was like he was like you're gonna pick that motherfucker. He said he said that you you gonna choose that motherfucker over me. Talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's hilarious. All respect to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude's the goat backup, like one of the greatest backups of all time. But I think he played in every team in the fucking the the AFC East. Man, he played with the Dolphins. He played played with the Bills. He played with the he played with the Jets. Only team he didn't play for was the fucking. Was the Patriots? <laughs> he played mostly AFC teams. Yeah, I think about it. He played yeah. for like twelve or fourteen teams. But man, that whole Dolphin situation is crazy. So hopefully, like the hire Mike McDaniel's and everything kind of uh, ends up adding some stability to that franchise. Because man, you guys were just as dysfunctional as the Jags were for a second there, man. <laughs> I don't know if we're dysfunctional, man. I I don't like this owner, man. I don't like Stephen Ross, man. I feel like I, I'm not, like he can do whatever. It's Chris his franchise. still have a job. I don't get it. Because he's a nobody, yes man. That's why. If, if you haven't heard any of his stories, he's a yes man. Because Stephen Ross, he, I, I like to think he's like a quiet uh, Jim uh, Jerry Jones. He's like a quiet Jerry uh, Jones. Probably. Probably. Like he he, yeah, he wants to be probably. all up in there. And um, so you know I, this franchise, man. I, I do root for the Dolphins. I don't like this owner. Um, I think this move is a good move. I still believe in Tua. I think I'm generally I'm positive about the Dolphins going forward. I want to see, I want to see Tua take a, a step up. You know what I mean? Like now, now you're fucking year three. Like now, what's your excuse now? Like, and you got an offensive maybe, guy. Yeah. 
You got an offensive guy who's, and you're going to focus on the offense. Brian Flores was a defensive guy, and it was pretty evident. I mean, the defense played well those the years he was there. Yeah. Offense absolutely was dog shit. His his OC hires were terrible. Like, let's be real. Like, his, his, all his stuff offense related were just terrible hires. Terrible hires. Terrible. The best thing they did offensively was draft fucking Waddle. That was the only thing they missed on uh, fucking what's his name, uh, Joe uh, uh, Herbert. Oh Herbert, yeah, um, yeah. So I think you need now. You, you got your you got a quarterback. You, you need a your your defense looks good. So you just need a defensive coordinator who can go in there, keep the defense as it is, and you just need that whole offense needs to get overhauled. They shouldn't bring anybody back from that staff. That whole staff needs to be fucking gone because that is atrocious. Like what what they put out there. So hopefully uh, he can come in there and fix the offense and just have a. Man, you know it'd be a good pickup for you guys. Uh, I was hoping the Jags did it, um, but they didn't. Um, is Vic Mangio that former the former uh, Denver Broncos uh, head coach yeah. that just got fired? Dude's a defensive mastermind. He pretty much invented the three four defense. He's like the godfather of the modern defense that we see in the NFL. Dude's an amazing mastermind. So that'd be a huge pickup for the Dolphins if they go after him. Kind of upset the Jags didn't, but like that'd be that'd be nice because he's a guy who's been there, done that, and he can just control the defense, and that could be his side of the ball. And then Mike McDaniel can just like focus fully on offense. Speaking of the Broncos transition, Broncos just hired a new OC, Julian. Uh, tell us about uh, Hackett and how do you feel uh, this improves the Broncos? We're talking about JoJo's Broncos. What's up with that? This is an interesting hire. So Nate Hackett and Nathaniel Hackett, he was a former OC of the Jaguars, actually, and the Jaguars were actually heavily looking into him. He was the OC for the Jaguars when we went to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles. So he was able to make Blake Bortles semi-good enough and kind of run an offense decent enough to, to get us there. But then he ended up uh, leaving and going to Green Bay and spent Green Bay with Matt LaFleur for the next couple of years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers loves him. Everybody on the Green Bay offensive side of the ball loves him. They think he's he deserves to be a head coach. Aaron Rodgers is vouching for him. And, man, you know, we've been linking Rodgers to the Broncos this past year a lot and even leading into last year because we know how the Broncos are. We know that they're a quarterback away. They have a really good defense. They have a really good off. They have players on offense. They they're a quarterback away, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers can turn it up. So I think I I don't know. This is not obviously. I'm just talking out of my ass. We're just two guys on a fucking camera just talking shit. But man, you kind of put two and two together. This is a guy Aaron Rodgers likes, and they hire him as a a head coach, and they know Aaron Rodgers is not happy about the situation. And Green Bay, this is kind of lining up. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is to go anywhere, why not go to a team that's already stacked with a guy who already has a system that you know? I think this is a power move by the Broncos. I think the Broncos really want Aaron, and I think this was a statement. Regardless if Aaron goes there or not, though, Nate Hackett I think is a great hire. They just need to figure out the quarterback situation, and man – uh, could you imagine if D, uh, Devontae Adam leaves too? Granted, I think Green Bay is going to franchise tag his ass. I don't think he's going anywhere unless yeah, the Broncos, unless the Broncos, unless they tag and trade and the Broncos give him a bunch of picks for him, 
which why the fuck not, you know, but you go for it all. Just pull a Rams, yeah. <laughs> just give away two first round picks. But man, that, what do you, what do you think? So, uh, do you, do you think this is a power move to get Rogers? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is, uh, you know, you're going to want to get somebody familiar w- with Rogers. I think, uh, uh, especially with having, uh, damn it, what's his name? Worst face guy, John Elway. John Elway. <laughs> Worst face guy. <laughs> I guess it makes sense that he plays for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Elway there. I was just thinking about, I was just thinking about the Byron Flores lawsuit or whatever. Um, uh, you want to definitely have somebody familiar, familiar with Roger, somebody, you know, that he can be comfortable with if you're trying to attract them. Uh, I think this is a move, but I, I don't think, I, I don't think I've heard. I know there's a potential that he can go to Denver, but I don't think I've even heard of that uh, as his favorite. I heard a rumor that Aaron Rodgers bought land in Tennessee. Nashville. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to Nashville. I'm not saying he's going to go to the Titans, but I'm just saying. That'd be I would convenient. That's a convenient. fucking cry. I would cry. <laughs> to Tennessee. I would be. Oh, I would. I would be pouring tears because look at what they did with fucking Ryan Tannehill. Give Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and fucking Derrick Henry. I would cry. Like I would. Like it would be interesting. I don't. I don't, I don't know how real. The Tennessee thing is because you know Nashville is pretty popular. I mean Tennessee, the people buy a lot of people land, move it's there. Pretty popular. You know. Yeah, so, uh, no taxes. Yeah, a it's, a, it's a growing city. It could just be he just fucking brought property. He just wants to live in the East Coast. He don't want to live in the snow no more. I mean it snows in Tennessee, but very light. Cold it's cold though. It, yeah. It's it's not a, yeah. it doesn't really snow very often, but it, it it's mostly in the mountains it snows. But Nashville's a little bit more yeah. not as mountainy. But yeah. So uh, I don't know about the rumors, uh, but I think as far as Denver goes, uh, obviously. I think it it is it is a power move. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of movement as far as these quarterbacks that are that are, are freed up. Um, so I think it's a good hire. I would love to get JoJo's opinion. JoJo's not here today, but we'll definitely talk to him about it. See how he feels. Um, and we'll probably get some post game afterwards of it. Julian, how do you feel about this episode? We're doing pretty good. I think we're doing good. We we don't fucking need JoJo. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was gonna ask a quick question. What, how do you feel about prop bets? You 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 do prop bets? Have you ever done a prop bet? What are your favorite? Oh prop, man, prop bets going into the Super Bowl. Going into the Super Bowl, huh, I have to look at it. Last year, I I didn't do it at the time because you know it was before it was legalized in Florida, so you could do like the crypto shit, and I just didn't have anything, and I didn't feel like going through all that. But man, last year, if I would have, if I would have, I would have hit seven out of eight of my prop bets. Because I had like, I had uh, Gronk anytime touchdown, I had eight, uh, Antonio Brown anytime touchdown, Tom Brady three touchdowns. I had uh, Leonard Fournette touchdown. I had, um, there's a couple other things I had. I think I had punt or kickoff uh, being a, um, a touchback. I had a, I, I had a bunch of like random shit. Honestly, the only games I ever do it for is the Super Bowl because it's the only thing to uh, bet on. Um, but I don't know. I have to look at it. I'm honestly not sure. Um, you know, throw some money on the coin toss. 
I mean, I mean, what, I mean, I was just thinking in general, like, what, what are your favorite ones? Because you know, they always have like how long the national anthem is going to be. They have like who scores the first touchdown. They have who wins the the coin flip. They have uh, the Gatorade. What color is the Gatorade? Or they do the Gatorade. Like, you know what I mean, they always I have. I never thought about weird, that. I I mostly do the like, I mostly do the game like. Like if I was to bet on anything, it'd be the game because to me it's the most surefire thing. Like who the fuck knows how long the damn national anthem's gonna be, or or like a a, a coin toss, or even the kickoffs like fifty fifty. You can kind of infer on the kickoff by looking at past games, but like I, I mostly like betting on the actual game itself. Like I don't know what the odds are. Obviously, uh. a lot of the odds play a factor into it. Like like I wonder what like Cooper Cup anytime touchdown is. Like I like I would I would take that. It's probably not super. You're probably not super huge winnings, but that's a safe bet you could put on. Or even like parlaying a bunch of prop bets that are like pretty simple, like Matt Stafford, two touchdowns, Cooper Cup, uh, anytime touchdown, um, Rams, Rams interception, like an interception at least one time, um, Jamar Chase, two touchdown prop bet, like. I, just, I would have to look at the odds. I haven't really had taken the chance to look at it, but I'm sure there's some good ones out there for sure. I, I was just kind of interested because I've never done it, but you know what? I may feel a little frisky come Sunday. Yeah, take a look uh, at it. I can send you this. Uh, <laughs> I can send you um, some places. I'd look at some of my odds, but there's there's a couple of good ones. I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. I need to look at it though. But uh, me and JoJo are actually yeah. going to go watch the Super Bowl together. Um, he says he's ha- he's off that day, so I'm probably head over to his house and watch it. Um, too bad you're not here anymore. All right. You know what? I had to do it. And like all good things, they must continue. And just kind of like this episode, episode 39, we did an NFL Super Bowl preview. I got the Rams. He's got the Bengals. We'll see Spread what happens. We both got the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll come back next week. Obviously, uh, like I said, we're in the middle of NBA trade week, de- uh, trade deadline, big moves going on. But I actually would rather have JoJo Con- come on because he's a huge basketball fan. So we appreciate y'all checking us out. We'll come back next week. NFL post-game analysis. We'll be talking about more Florida Panthers because my Panthers are number one still. We'll be talking about my Miami Heat, all the trade moves going forward. We'll have all that all next week on Real Fans Podcast. Where can we find the podcast? Everywhere you get podcasts. Plus more. Sign up to that YouTube. We appreciate y'all YouTube subscribing. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, fucking YouTube. Uh, I already said YouTube. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere you get podcasts, that's where we have it. Even Walmart.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I right, we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.